0: Hey, welcome back to SDS. This is a show about parkour, and the both of us have been not only practicing parkour, but also coaching it for a long time. And we feel like we bring a different point of view to a lot of topics going on. In today's episode, we talked about lifting weights for parkour and why we do it. We also
1: talked about leaving no trace at your spots and some news around that. And we finished up with talking about Pasha's new trick.
0: If you could share this episode, that would mean a lot to us. We don't put up ads anymore on STS. and The only way that we can really grow and reach more people is if you help us out. So please, once again, share the episode. Subscribe if you haven't already. Drop us a like, leave us a comment. And without further ado, let's get into today's talk. Have you calculated how much your bench press is relative to your body weight?
1: No, I haven't done that yet. Should we do that now? Yes, do it now live. All right, so <laughs> um, so we just did one rep max testing this morning. And, um, well, for bench. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: okay, wait, how do I do this? I'm like, I have this math you anxiety do, right now.
0: Uh, well, what's your weight right now? I'll say one, know, one. Is it like 150? Because it's one, easy one, math. 150, 150, yeah. Okay, so it's like 1.25 times your weight, or... No, no, or maybe it's like one point five. Um, you would do two hundred. Yeah, it's two hundred divided by one fifty. I think. Yeah, one point. One point three three. There you go. Repeating.
1: One point three three <laughs> repeating.
0: I just saw the number there. So. Two two twenty five would be one point five. One point five for bench is hard. Um, I, as you, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I can't bench that much more than you. Yeah, I really can't. I actually
1: realized that, like, when 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 uh, I saw your number, I was like, "Wait a minute, that's only yeah." It's only, a little. but benching feels like like any additional weight feels like a huge jump. in yeah.
0: difficulty. I just I've always struggled with bench. I can I can dip and I can overhead press any other type of push you want me to do. Yeah, I can perform relative to my weight and everything way better than bench. And it's not that I haven't worked at benching either. It's also like just super discouraging like any anytime, like, anytime I try to put any yeah. time onto it. So I don't know. Well, I'm, is, either gonna, I'm either going to... I have two roads ahead of me. I can either keep doing bench press and maybe, throw, like I said today, maybe throw in some incline there because I think that might help me. Uh, or I can just never bench press again. Quit altogether, And yeah. just do dips. That's another option. probably better for parkour anyways.
1: Yeah. It feels... Well, that's the thing is, like, if number don't go up, feel sad. Yeah. You know? so <laughs> Try to lift
0: big rock and don't make it.
1: So <laughs> number didn't go up for you? Or did, did it go up relative to your, like, pre... I mean, no, my, not your all-time my best, best,
0: but... My, my all-time best for bench press is... Um, so if, if you lift, you're going to be like, oh. Um, if you don't lift, you're going to be like, wow, that sounds like a lot of weight. 225. Um, and it just, it was just because like, that's like a, a milestone. So I, and you tried that today. I tried that today and failed. Yeah. 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 So did not hit, hit my best. Um, yeah, I don't know. I have a weird, I have a weird stick, um, not at the chest, but like I get it up a bit and then I, it feels maybe like I can't press some, in the direction that I want to. Maybe i do some boards, board press. Yeah. But then again, like, do I want to, and I guess this kind of leads into the topic we should be talking about here because someone asked it in the last episode yeah. about just why are you lifting weights for parkour and yeah i would ask myself like why would i spend so much time on bench press so part of it is just as a separate hobby and actually part of the reason for for bench press specifically why uh i'm doing it with uh with you guys <laughs> for this this period of stuff well i gave some options for pressing exercise like we're doing dips and stuff but everyone seemed to want to do bench and so we're trying to throw in a Pressing exercise just so that you're not if it's we're in like a general physical preparation phase So we're trying not to be like over specialized because parkour is heavy pulling so if you are just for health and just overall I feel like You should be able to press you should be able to press stuff Just if you're if you're strong in so many other ways you should be able to press there's maybe some uh, what, would we, what word did we use? Anecdata. data <laughs> for the improvements on parkour with bench press, I have noticed that people that are good at bench press also have quite a good kong. Take that for what you will, but I but I can I but can. But is count. it the
1: same exact movement? No, not
0: at all. No. Right. Um, I'm also not very good at kongs and not good at bench press. Whoa. So so
1: therefore we can there conclude.
0: We. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, I uh, I'm very happy with how my bench went today. I thought mm. I was. I thought I would be under two hundred pounds on my bench, and i I nailed it two hundred yeah, for that the was, win
0: that was cool, man.
1: It was the slowest, ugliest lift ever. I did the stanky leg during the lift, <laughs> but you know what counts it's a max it was a max, yes, it's, it's ugly now um, but yeah like I, I like what you alluded to there was that it's like a separate hobby, and i I don't, it's not that I'm going into bench pressing thinking I'm going to get so good at parkour for, by doing this, but it's a, it's a general physical strength, like a uh, milestone mm-hmm. to like improve your bench. So I think right now I've never really had an interest in benching. I actually lost a ton of interest in benching when I first did it over a decade <laughs> ago now. And so, um, Especially because I didn't make improvements after the program we did, and now, I'm uh, I actually finally did make improvement. And I don't know, it's hasn't we haven't been mentioning that much, so I could probably go go heavier with with more practice. Mm -hmm. It is quite technical. I think it's the most technical of the three like major
0: barbell lifts. It shouldn't be, but uh, it always feels that way for me. Uh, Just and it just simply just doesn't feel like again. I mentioned like I can press in a variety of other areas and do well and bench press i just i just feel like a yeah like i'm not strong <laughs> yeah uh but but i think one of the questions too that we uh got from one of our listeners last week before we start losing the parkour audience <laughs> if we can if we can get this <laughs> back we can tie to back to the get back to parkour uh is is injury prevention and i think a lot of people get into lifting because well one they're thinking about their parkour output and then the second one is injury prevention i just kind of want to make this clear here that i i think lifting weights and again this is more anecdata which is we're just a funny word we're borrowing for an- anecdotal is that it 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 can make you stronger it can Perhaps make you stronger in positions that you don't hit doing parkour all the time, um, such as like squatting deeper, so that your you know your joints and your connective tissue are, are a bit more accustomed to those positions. Um, but but really, the focus of strength training for as it relates to parkour should be on output. It should be on trying to build stronger stronger muscles. So that you can increase output in jumping, pulling, whatever, whatever it may be. Um, I don't know if you feel differently.
1: I have that some way. thoughts
0: about some injury
1: prevention. There is something to be said for like putting on a bit of muscle as protection
0: mm-hmm.
1: for a sport that involves like throwing your body at things. Yeah. But but like,
0: I mean, could just get fat too.
1: Yeah, you could, I guess. But okay, so I would so shoulder rolls. Yep. Right. A lot of people are quite bony, you know, maybe their spine is exposed or they're, you know, there's a lot of of, uh, bony protrusions on their body. If they add a little bit of muscle mass to their back, they're going to be more cushioned when they're doing shoulder rolls. Mm -hmm. And if they're hitting a wall or like hitting the ground, they're maybe gonna be a little bit more likely to like take that impact. um, Mm More pleasantly than just striking their bone, right so yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a little bit of armor to have for mm-hmm. when you're when you're doing parkour, but is but uh, yeah, I, I agree with you that it, the focus for me with lifting isn't on injury prevention um, it's if it, if anything it's actually to improve my output mm-hmm. and And part of output is also like being able to take a drop or a drop, uh, the the landing on a drop or a jump or or something, or any of those things with, um, or like just take impact with more confidence Mm -hmm. because you have a little bit more ability to resist against the forces that you're dealing with.
0: Yeah. I think one of the things I, I mentioned too that that maybe was confusing last week was how I'm basically stepping off the gas with deep squats, like removing them entirely from programming because they're aggravating uh, patellar tendonitis for me. Um, the patellar tendonitis also gets aggravated through jumps. So it also gets aggravated through doing parkour. Um, the bigger thing there too, though, is that I can do like, I could sit in a body weight squat just fine. It's it's the added load and so added load through landing a jump or added load through through squatting and then added range of motion, so it's not that uh, I'm getting injured through strength training, it's that I'm actually like really strong in a squat, and because I'm really strong in a squat, I have to lift more load if I'm trying to improve. I can't improve doing doing lower weights in a squat, yeah, so. Uh, it's, it's not the same for anyone else. I've, I've, I've never, and I've, I've trained a lot of people out of squat. I've never taken someone who's not doing squats and then put them in that position. And they just all of a sudden started, uh, getting, getting Developing like knee pain. pain. If anything, it's actually the opposite. It's, it's the opposite is, um, it, it tends to the, the load, the slow way. So, you know, we're talking uh, injury prevention, almost like sometimes injury therapy can be, uh, going through weighted exercises because the, the the load is slower. You can pay attention more to how the joint moves when you land a jump. Sometimes people just crumple, like their spine dumps. Their their knees can go in all sorts of directions. There's twisting that occurs. You see that right away when someone's squatting, and you can slow it down and and help them correct it. And hopefully those corrections like lead over to to parkour, right? Um, so that that's like another big reason for me and why I've um, still advocated for people and have advocated in the past is just is slowing some of these movements that aren't the same so squatting is not the same as jumping or landing a jump but it's similar and and it's going to whatever issues you have with a landing there where there's like asymmetries I was almost going to say imbalance but I don't like that word asymmetries in your your landings uh, you are that's also going to show up in your squat and it's gonna show up in your deadlift and these things. And and those are easier exercises to correct than it is to correct like someone landing a jump.
1: Yeah, because of the speed or complexity. Yeah. And when you're lifting heavy weight, you're more likely to go slower. Mm-hmm. Um, although you're trying to go fast.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, I agree with all those points. I do like I do think that the most bang for your buck, if your goal is to improve at parkour, the most bang for your buck is going to just be to train more parkour. Mm-hmm. Um, but adding in barbell lifts or just strength training in general, gymnastic strength training is really great as well for your upper body development. Those adding those things in is going to improve your capacity for load, and improving capacity for load means you can take more impact you can potentially pr- uh, produce more force which means a bigger jump or a bigger dyno or whatever it is mm-hmm. that you're doing
0: and <laughs> so, someone just yelled in the alley behind us you probably couldn't hear it but we definitely well, we couldn't. did yeah
1: um so yeah th- those those are all like, l- l- yeah like a lot of people probably think about like lifting and strength training and parkour as being a waste of time. And I could totally see how they believe that. Um, and you could make the argument that it might be for some people, like some people, I don't know if you remember, but years ago when we, when we we were down in Seattle, you did like a weight training Mm -hmm. clinic, Mm -hmm. and it was the first time ever, that Dylan Baker and Brian Orozco like lifted weights. I think it was those guys. Okay. And like they are they without without additional training. I might be mistaking this, mm-hmm. but <laughs> without additional without any like prior tr- like training on mm-hmm. barbell lifts, they were already stronger than 99% of the people in the room. Yeah. And it's like okay, well like is adding more weightlifting into their like on like onto their training going to really make those improvements mm-hmm. in their parkour maybe maybe not it might actually be a waste of time and and effort um but i personally had incredible like development of my output mm-hmm. and my capacity for load by doing weight training that i wouldn't have gotten mm-hmm. if i had just done then you parkour. also
0: retained so even when you Stop. stopped lifting as much yeah. you retained for for a while for a long
1: time yeah mm-hmm. um yeah so it does work it does work yeah so so if you feel like you're not able to jump as far as your friends (laughs) you might actually benefit from lifting a barbell um, a heavy one
0: yeah also doing more maximal jumps yes probably um even uh like Callum from from store like he he's uh said this in posts and various places and things and I've you know been a, a proponent of the same philosophy for a while which is which is you know if you're not actually putting in time to do max effort jumps and a lot of times that means removing walls <laughs> and structures and just doing jumping exercises for maximum distance on the ground if you're not already doing that and you're looking for something to improve your jump that should be the first thing you do yeah um, and then, you know, you can look towards the barbell after, um, it has also been, there's, there's plenty of, um, particularly like in the, like Eastern block methods from way back of, of coupling and contrasting, lifting and jumping. It's been a practice in, in strength and conditioning for a long time. So it's, it's quite well, quite well documented, quite well researched that, um, particularly doing both will yield more results than just doing one or the other in terms of like jumping output. So yeah. if you're actually doing both of them in some sort of training context, I don't I don't know if necessarily it needs to be contrast training. Um, it could also just be doing them both in the same session or the same week. You're going to get better results doing both than than just one or the other.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and <coughs> when it comes to maximal jumps mm. is like in parkour you're very rarely ever going to do a you're very rarely ever going to experience a max effort jump because the nature of the sport is to add environmental complexity
0: mm-hmm.
1: or technical complexity in some in some ways like maybe you have to like you know hurdle over something into a running takeoff and it's like well that's biased nature not going to be your biggest ever running takeoff running mm-hmm. jump it might feel like it's really big might feel like you're putting a lot of effort in but if you strip it down to the bare elements you're probably going to be able to jump way further without mm-hmm. the added complexity of the environment or um, or the tech, technical components of it. So jumping, I mean, I mean we've we've done some videos on how to improve your jump without weights. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, the, one of the main things that you could do is just literally just do a broad jump, standing jump from as far as you can on the floor, and mm-hmm. just try to do that often. And then when you do you do that a bunch, you're likely to improve the size of your broad jump. Yeah. Um, but if you're only jumping between two walls, the psychological and technical complexity of it is going to limit how far you can actually do it.
0: Yeah, I think it was one of my... I probably made a post, but I, I do remember there was also an article where I said, like, you know, your first step is measure it. Yeah. Like, you're trying to improve something? Okay, let's get a measure of what you're trying Establish
1: to improve. Establish a baseline.
0: Yeah, it drives me crazy how, um, how much parkour heads will just go by feel. It's like, oh, I feel like I'm more, sp-. And, you know, there's, it's not that there's no value to that, but yeah, if you're really trying to determine if you're getting better or not, you need, you need some, some movements or some exercises to, to have as a, a baseline. Um, and I guess one way to look at it too is like, if you have a, if you have a standing pre that felt like your max, if you can hit it with a, you know, say you don't have time or you're just not interested in, um, you know, jumping on the ground but you got a set of walls that's you know, maybe close to where you live that you've hit before and it's close to a max, well, you can look at you know, how, how much higher you can land. Um, mm, yeah. You know, there's, there's other ways to go about it, but, but there, what I'm trying to say is that there, there does need to be some sort of measure, some sort of standard you're going off of. You can't just you know, be traveling the world going by, going by how you feel.
1: Well, when you say how much higher you can land, I just want to clear that up. Mm. You're referencing how high your hips are in the squat. On your yes. Landing. Yes. So if you're like landing with your butt touching your heels, mm-hmm. but you're able to still stay on, try to land with your butt not touching your heels, or with your legs in a high, your, in your hips in a higher position, or your your legs straight even. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's um, a way to improve that output without <laughs> actually improving the size or like uh, changing the size of the the yeah. the gap.
0: Um, you know,
1: talking about changes—is
0: this a segue that I'm sensing right now? Yeah, talking about changes and uh, changes to spots. Oh wow, you, this is a good segue. You showed me a post uh, from I guess I guess last week. Uh, what is the name of the account? It's Every Every know. Academy is it? Add Add Every Academy. Not pleased at how. Some of y'all out there are changing the manpower gap. Okay.
1: The account is at ADD Academy Every, spelled E-V-R-Y if you don't know how every is spelled. Um, and yeah, so the, uh, the post is basically a, a shaming of the people who are going to the manpower gap in Every, France, and they are modifying the spot. Mm-hmm. Um and it's actually not so much the uh shaming the people who are modifying the spot because they're modifying it, it's that they're not picking up after themselves. And so it's basically become uh, a dumpster. <laughs> There's so um actually we talked about this on STS a while back, but um Choke mm-hmm. Choke, he did he corked across manpower, but in order to do that he set up or his team set up a like set of pallets with plywood on top to make the surface level so it's easier to approach and we debated this of like whether this was cool or not or like whether this is parkour or not and like how much modifying the spot is uh is a good thing and you know i think you Island all over the map on this depending on the day, but it's actually not about that more importantly is they didn't break it down afterwards and so this group of uh, Parkour people in France actually went up and broke it down and took it off um, and, uh, and There's also like images of them like removing Mattresses
0: that were used <laughs> mattresses are crazy.
1: Yeah, so Pete, somebody apparently brought a bunch of mattresses on top of, like, for the landing of of manpower. And, uh, yeah, and it's like, I don't know, using mats or mattresses or, you know, putting sand in a pile or rocks in a pile might, like, Mm. there's, like, an acceptable level of spot modification when you're working on something really hard. But the worst part about this is they're not following one of the central tenets of parkour which was established very early on which is referred to as leave no trace and what we're experiencing now is people who have lost this sense of like you know wrecking a spot or turning a spot into a essentially a dumpster where they just leave their crap everywhere
0: yeah the the poster is actually quite funny and i'm looking at a translation here but uh i'm gonna I'm going to paraphrase here but you know they're they're saying that they're not against that you change the spot to do a world premiere they said you can do it uh barefoot naked or with your eyes closed if you wish (laughs) but they're upset that things are being left behind um and i wanted to kind of like approach this actually from trying to put my feet in the shoes of someone who's who's uh putting this stuff up there and leaving it so i'm thinking of um Okay, we got a gap at UBC called the Wishbone Gap. It doesn't really need any modification, but, you know, let's say we wanted to add more height to it or something. Or actually what would make more sense is putting a mat on the other side so that things could be tried. And this could be a really cool thing. And I I think I would actually be coming from the standpoint of if I leave this here, it doesn't hurt anyone because who goes up on this roof? mm so i can I could see in defense of the people leaving stuff up there, and there doesn't appear to be you I mean, leave wooden, it says when you when you leave your wooden pallets or mattresses, it's also a way to encourage unprepared kids to take stupid risks. Blah, blah, blah. but it doesn't really say anything to suggest that there was a complaint like from the public, which really is what matters in this case the most. I think if we're talking about Leave no trace in cleaning up your stuff. Maybe I'm missing something here, but just just to kind of be the one, I guess I'll defend the the levers of the of the rubbish in this bold case. stance, Renee. Yeah, I don't know if it's like the I can see it both ways, but like let's say I'm trying to defend the the rubbish levers. Um, there doesn't appear to be any public outcry from people opposed to parkour, and I think by leaving that stuff, you're you're leaving tools is another way to look at it. Like, again, if we left a mat on a roof somewhere, it'd be like, oh, yeah, we can go back here anytime, and that mat's going to okay, be there. I have... And, you know, we could use it for whatever we want. Okay, so I
1: hear what you're saying, the tools thing. So first, let me just respond to just tools as a, mm-hmm. as a concept, and then I will respond with another point that I think is really important. Um, so the tools part is probably, I mean, what, which was addressed in the post, which is that unprepared teenagers went up and because the jump was made easier with, you know, these tools, it enabled them to try these jumps and ultimately landed horribly. They, I, I think they walked away and they mm-hmm. were fine, but you could imagine a scenario where maybe it didn't go fine mm-hmm. and somebody's walking away with a broken leg or concussion or something and they are responsible for themselves but without those tools maybe they wouldn't have done it or tried it so that's still, my still, response. still
0: a maybe there
1: okay so, yeah <laughs> so that's that's my response but that's something they address in the post but mm-hmm. my other Other important um, element here that I want to address is that these things are on rooftops and they're left in the elements. Mm. And when they're exposed to the elements, they break down or the mattresses might get moldy or have like... Weird things growing on them. So like when you're expo- like when you're just leaving them up on, on the roof, you're essentially re- leaving them to rot. Mm-hmm. And the worse mm-hmm. it becomes, the more of a, an eyesore or a, a hindrance to the spot it actually becomes instead of like something that's going to be a tool that enhances it. So I mean, when you think about the pallets and the the plywood, if you're leaving that up there, you know maybe they're like, oh, we're going to come back and do something else with the pallet. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. But there's a point at which it's just like okay, you're just leaving this wood up there to warp and decay.
0: Mm-hmm. The the picture of the mattresses is like kind of a, a hilarious one because it's just this stack of mattresses and it's yeah. I, I'm curious like who put those there and and why and yeah, it, it seems very non parkour. <laughs> but but again, that's not what this so much is about. Oh, and I, mean, and I hear what be... you're saying about that. I think I think the palette thing. I mean, that's probably gonna last. Would have lasted a while. Would have lasted some some years, I think, before it. Yeah. Went down depending on the quality of the plywood. Yeah. Could have possible.
1: Years. I guess my. my but eventually, di- oh, yeah. it's not. It's eventually, it's gonna get get to the point where it's not going to be safe. In fact, mm-hmm. it might be more. It might make things more sketchy.
0: Sure. My 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 defense of the uh, the tools <laughs> um, also comes from because there's actually a spot in Vancouver where we have two tools that are on top of a, a little roof. I know way. I know one of them. I don't know yeah, if I know. So one. so it's the which one are you thinking?
1: Undercover office spot yeah, with the broom. Yeah,
0: yeah, so the broom, but there's also a sheet of plywood. Um, but Do I don't think I you? don't think we put the plywood up there. But there's like a roof, and it has a sheet of plywood up there, and a broom, and we've used the plywood to put over wet spots or dirt because that's our our dry spot. But the but we put it back in its hiding place yeah, every time,
1: and and I agree with you there, and that that wood is not. But see, it's so first of all, it's not a super dangerous spot where mm-hmm. like we're we're you're sending like potentially life-threatening jump
0: mm-hmm.
1: um or you're enhancing you're enabling somebody to do a, a life-threatening jump like manpower yeah but two it's also not exposed to the rain it's literally undercover it's it's our undercover <laughs> spot so um so it is it, it's out of the way it's not bothering anybody and i agree with you there
0: but this is this feels different it, it is yeah um especially when you look at the pictures the stuff they had to They had to pack up, so
1: Yeah, and like like ten mattresses or however many. I was trying to
0: come to the defense of the
1: I know, you're trying to provide the alternative perspective. And I um I encourage that because I can't (laughs) I struggle with that. But um, but yeah, this this feels different. And if you look at the post, it's it's very much like these these mattresses look grimy and gross, and it's like an eyesore. And I feel like it probably is I mean, I don't I don't know like the way the spot is laid out, but it sounds like people live in that area.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And imagine literally, like imagine every month you get a group of young people men or women going to this spot and like being loud. And when Storer went and Josh is like screaming at the top of his lungs, ah! you know, it's like, like this did, probably gets really old. I can't remember how that went down. Did he end up doing it he or he did. walked away? No, he walked away. Yeah. But that like, but that's an example of like, mm-hmm. if I, if I live, if somebody came to my apartment and there's actually a little spot right outside my apartment building mm-hmm. and and it was a famous spot and, I, and there was people who were coming on a regular basis to send jumps and not just send jumps, but like be loud and yell and film it and like maybe modify the spot.
0: I'd be like really annoyed by it. Would, would you be or like, or the non-parkour version of you? I think I would be kind of annoyed by it. I think I'd just be like trolling from my balcony.
1: <laughs> and I'm sure they get that too, right? <laughs> but it would be it would be annoying, right? It's like um it's also like if you know my my wife works from home and mm-hmm. it's like she's like on video calls all day is she going to have to deal with somebody <laughs> like ah! and it's like I understand this is important for you. Mm-hmm but also have a level of respect for the people who live around you, you know? Like, and I don't know, and I guess I've gotten older over the years, and i yeah. but I still, I've, I feel like I've always tried to have a level of respect for the people around in, uh, like if I'm training on their building, or if I'm training around them, mm-hmm. um, especially if I'm doing so in a respectful manner. Um, <laughs> To you know, try to try to come from from their perspective on it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it just it feels it feels like manpower has just become this like it's a destination for people to to try to send these jumps, and sometimes it's really cool what happens. But I can imagine if it's a regular occurrence and you're living there, that's super freaking annoying. No matter how incredible the things are that, that are being done. Yeah.
0: So stop it, <laughs> man.
1: All right, leave a leave a comment below, and tell me if I am uh, getting too old and conservative.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is I or think, if I'm right, you know, maybe you agree with me. Yeah, I think if I lived above or around a a big parkour spot, I would I would me. The, again this version of me the the parkour version of me i, w- I would get involved so i would i would i think that would be fun
1: you go train with them
0: like probably not train no i'm also thinking like the version of me uh like 20 years from now or something
1: mm. i
0: would just be like i can't wait sometimes i can't wait to get i'm just gonna be like i'm gonna do hilarious when i was stuff. your
1: age i used to do stuff when like I, that all yeah. the
0: time i'm gonna oh man yeah I, I I can't I can't wait to like look old, but but just be I don't know pulling gags on everybody all the time. That's my that's the future I'm looking forward to. <laughs> it's just to be the oldest troll around. I like it. Yeah. Um, speaking of the oldest troll, <laughs> no, I'm just
1: kidding.
0: Ooh. That, <laughs> no, that was, that's <laughs> a bad Is that that's a, a bad, bad segue. Segment.
1: Let's not do that one. <laughs> Um <laughs> speaking of
0: trolls <laughs> Oh man um we do have one more topic to go yeah. to if we're ready But I
1: feel like I don't I we should talk about something else Okay because I feel like it <laughs> I don't want to be offen- I don't want to be offending I was just trying to make a segue. It I, know, I know, but I know. But people misinterpret what we say all the time on STS and think that we're serious about So things. we have to
0: go into like a micro topic now? Like yeah, micro a topic. Macro? All right, yeah, go, quick, go. Little go, micro try. topic.
1: try. So the topic that we're going to be talking about for a micro <laughs> amount of time <laughs> is, is micro topics themselves. Like, are they worth including in STS or should we? <laughs>
0: <laughs> those, are, those are called tangents. Uh, yeah. Side oh. Tangents.
1: Okay. So let's do a little tangent. A little side tangent. A little tangerine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, do we have enough side time for a tangerine? Side, side tangent. I might go to uh, Lee and Every. Oh. I might go. I've never gone. I mean, we could go. We could go the day after the after How Five. <sighs> we just do a little. Forget Belgium and just go over. I so the funny thing is I've had two opportunities. I had one in 2007 and one in 2014. Um, I go. I need to I go. I go to the place every seven or eight years. <laughs> you take the pilgrimage, but you don't actually. <laughs> yeah, it, it happened both times where it was like um, my friend who I stay with in in Paris. He, um, you know, gave me the offer, oppor- uh, Said, you know, is this something you want to do? And it's kind of half in and half out. Um, because you met, we talked about this the other week when you, when I was talking about traveling and you were saying like other spots you're excited to go to. And I was like, eh, um, that's that's kind of one now where I've just kind of grown more appreciation for it. I think some people think I'm crazy that I've been that close a number of times and haven't haven't gone. And it's just it's kind of like, uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm usually when I the two times that I've been to, to France, I've been to visit a friend, um, and that's kind of taken priority over. Going to some spots, but I usually just know in my head like what I'm gonna get up to in those spots or what I care about, and i have just, especially like last time I went, I just didn't didn't think that I would get too much out of it. Um, but this time, I don't know. I might I might go take the take the day trip out there. Um, I don't know. Let me know in the comments if you think it is worth it to to visit the uh, the birthplace of parkour, um, or if I should continue my streak of just. Avoiding it, altogether.
1: Oh, the thing is, we have to go at some point. Just it needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, twenty years. Yeah, twenty years yeah. of parkour. And well, you've never it'd be,
0: been? this this being my twentieth year would probably. I think th- it's that kind of so, makes sense. It's
1: so like, <laughs> I just whenever I think about like parkour starting and lease, I think it's mm-hmm. so freaking cool. Mm-hmm. Like the origins of it. The fact that there's this giant climbing structure that's just in this tiny town in mm-hmm. the, the outskirts of Paris, and then like this group of kids were just like, "Yeah, we're gonna use this to train this new discipline on, and just like play games of, you know, is lava and follow the leader, and these psychological games of hanging themselves upside down <laughs> on this." 40 foot tall structure however tall it is yeah. i don't know like it's to me it's like it's a perfect storm of events that happened and it's and it's so cool that parkour like came about in that way so i i've always had this inner desire to go um and visit it and see it and 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 follow
0: the footsteps of the people who were who were mm. there decades prior yeah, it's like I it felt similar. It's just it just didn't line up the last couple of times I went and so I'm trying I don't know if this is the time where it's like, okay, it didn't line up the other two times that I that I went to France, so should I just make it line up this? Should I make it a priority? And that's the I guess I'm thinking yes. Do it. <laughs> I, I think, like, I have it in my head, I started having it in my head, like, yes, or t- this morning, this morning, I This morning I, I spoke to my friend, and, and it was just, um, you know, he was talking about how many days I'm going to be there, and how much how much time he has off, and stuff, so I think, I think I can make it happen, um, uh, it's just, yeah, the other the, the times I went, it just wasn't, didn't make it happen, you know, had it as something I could do, and then it just gets do to it. the day, and just do it, Yeah, just do it, all
1: right, Nike it. <laughs> um No, I, I mean, you should definitely do it in general. It's, I think it's going to be worth it. Just, to, I mean, it's like going to a museum.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like a living. Oh, no, museum, that's and, and that's
0: and that's actually what it would be like for me. It's not even. I think had I had I gone in twenty fourteen, I would have been trying a lot of stuff. Yeah, going now. I might, like, there's some challenges I might look at or try or just, you know, think. But, but for the most part, I'm just going to be walking by stuff and be like, oh, that's something that is, or small, or whatever. You know, that's what that looks I like. I feel like I would be a kid yeah. in a candy shot. Like, yeah.
1: oh, that's where David Bell did this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you remember that one? <laughs> oh, cool, the staircase, the staircase. Look, it's the staircase. You know? Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you know, I have to climb to the top of the dump, mm. you know? Yeah. Can't
0: I wonder I think actually I'm trying to think back cause two thousand seven when I when I went, I think it was two thousand seven. Um I think I, I think probably because I didn't go, I think I was scared. I think I just didn't want to like let myself down at the time. This mm-hmm. is this is a long time ago, right? So I think um, D- Dylan
1: has had the same experience. Like really. I mean I think all three of us have mm-hmm. thought about it in this way where it's like I'm scared I won't climb to the top of the dome <laughs> when I get there, I'll yeah. be too scared or something. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it's like, I'm not doing it. But Yeah, now
0: now, now I'm like, it doesn't really matter. Um, it doesn't really matter to me whether I do or don't do any parkour when I go there. Uh, but in 2007, and maybe a little bit in 2014, I think probably reason I didn't go is I think, I think, I think that's might be the nail on the head is I think I was just, it, basically feeling like I would have to go and perform and so it's it's just kind of like a stage fright thing. Yeah. Not not that anyone ever would have cared.
1: But <laughs> yeah. um
0: here we are. Here we are having not been twice. Well,
1: I mean, I think a part of it's like you don't want to let yourself down, you know. You go to the birthplace of parkour and you don't do the one thing that you maybe wanted to do, mm-hmm. but
0: mm-hmm.
1: um but yeah, I think you should do it. Um you should vlog it. <laughs> And uh, and then and then you could be worried about what people think of you after that because then it's going to be documented. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that.
0: <clears throat> I could just go and be like a historian.
1: <laughs> that would be really cool, actually. It would. I would watch that. Um, or maybe m- like m- maybe next year. Mm-hmm. Maybe next year I'll prioritize going.
0: Yeah. Because um, this year there's I don't someone know if I'm gonna... there's someone making some noise outside the door right now. And I kind of wanted to get his opinion on the next topic. I don't know oh, if that's, okay, maybe that's a good idea. I'll, I mean, why not? All right, you want to set it up, and I'll I'll go grab him. This will be quick. You want me to set what up? Set up the topic. Oh, okay,
1: show, So speaking of speaking of <laughs> traditional parkour, <laughs> we um, we wanted to talk about the opposite of that, which is the uh the the new trick that pasha just released he did it today which is monday february 14th he posted it on instagram and it's a really crazy looking new new i'll put in quotations trick because um it looks kind of like like kong gainery but it's not a kong gainer definitely it's not really even a kong Um, and it's definitely not a gainer either unless you consider a weird cork zero like movement
0: to be i brought him in to be a gainer
2: resident off-axis expert josh doey who does his research um it is did you just
1: introduce yourself yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) just in case they didn't know okay um it's a con gainer uh cork one set like a zero so he does essentially a 720, but he 360s both ways, but ends facing backwards, so you would think that would be a 900, but um, it's a a cork one because it's a cork zero set, but because he ends facing backwards, it's a cork one because it's a 180 from that cork. Um, I thought it was something called a space baby, which is like, it's basically a flat spin from your back with your stomach facing the sky, Um, but it's not, it's not a space baby. Um, Kongainer, cork one. Set like zero.
1: Okay, do yeah. can we come up with like a shorter name for this? Because I don't want to have to say Kong Kongainer Cork One. Be- set like a zero. Okay. <laughs> uh,
2: uh, um, it 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 will be. Oh Jesus, that's, that's a lot of pressure. Um, it. <laughs> it is, um, damn, what could it be?
1: Okay. All right. Well, hold on. So while we, just, we think about real, it, real yeah. quick though, real
0: quick, real quick, is it a Kong? No, <laughs> it's a side bolt.
2: <laughs> I, I, I analyzed it because his legs come over the side. So,
1: but they have to, right? There's yeah. no way you're going to be able to Kong into this skill. Like, but it's for all intents and purposes. I think we can shorten it by saying it's a Kong something.
2: Yeah. Cause you see, you also see Kong or fulls kind of set like that too. Like both like knees that. will go over one side, um, cheating like that. Uh, I, so it, I would just call it Kong, Kong cork one,
1: Kong cork one. Yeah.
2: Wait, 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 why is it cork one? Because uh, it is the cork axis, or it, it is a rotation on the cork axis with an additional 180. So a one
1: eighty. So, so wouldn't a one be like a full? No,
2: like one full one is one eighty.
1: Why? See, okay, this is <laughs> all right. So here, here's a all right. So, so we have so one is a one eighty. Yeah. So what's
2: a two? Two seventy.
1: Okay. All right, so so it's not a two is not a double. So think no. think about like gymnastics terminology. So I, I know this is like different sports terminology. So yeah. we this is this is the problem that we're experiencing in style and parkour. I think mm-hmm. right. So there's mm-hmm. largely, a, not an agreement on what we call even a cork. Yeah. Right. We have cork from tricking. We have cork from skiing, and then we're trying to combine these this language into parkour style.
2: Yeah. It. it, it. I think with, especially with cork, um, because we've already established tricking corks as the cork, I think we should specify that it's like a ski or uh, I either call it cork axis or ski cork, I, th- I think that would be a good remedy so we could specify that so people aren't like, oh cork this cork, what? what's the difference, right?
1: Yeah, we we have a lot of growth to in, uh, in the style realm of parkour to to figure out our our naming conventions, but I actually do have a question for you, Josh. Do you think he was trying to do a cork zero and then just ended up, because he has so much height that he ends up doing the one?
2: So knowing Pasha, he doesn't really care what the name is. I think he it's more yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> it's he, he understands the flip and the axis, and he just wants to to land it. Like I I am almost one hundred percent sure. Like he doesn't care that it's a cork one or, or or that it like what the name of any of these axes are. You know, he's probably got his own. He thinks name it's for cool. It. Yeah.
1: So, but here's the thing: he captioned it or he wrote in the description one for the history books or something along those lines right yeah and so if he doesn't care why is he saying this is for the history books and (laughs) and caveat to this do you think it is for the history books
2: yes yeah i think i think that that this move in particular um it takes at, at least two years of understanding that kind of cork style Axis, because Pasha's put in around that amount of work on it, and he's already like a very uh, airwear athlete. And I think if it gets done again, which there, I think that this is like an if trick, it's not like a when trick. I think if it happens again, it would have to be with another person who has put in that amount of, of work on Axis already. Um, regarding like one for the history books, like I think I think he understands it's, uh, it's important, so I, like although he doesn't care about the naming, I think that the naming is kind of an exclusive part to it that he doesn't care about, but what he does care about is the uh, the the ripple the, uh, or, or, or the the, the, the first it, it being the first of its kind like i I think that's what he cares more about is is giving the culture m- more things that haven't been there before if that makes sense.
0: <laughs> it does make sense, but also I can't help but watch that clip and think of uh Verky's Kong double gainer mm. and com- compare the two because I know mean, I haven't been on IG a lot today so I haven't seen like what kind of like the consensus is of people sharing it and their their mind being blown, mm. but I remember uh Verky's Kong double gainer just that that being for the history books mm. one undeniably Um, a a big deal of an unlock of something new that I think part of it too is it's something that had been chased and mentioned, whereas this doesn't feel like something anyone else has been thinking about. Um, Like, nobody wanted it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, nobody asked for it. Yeah, well, you know, I I think... I could see more people trying to do cork zero-like moves out of a vault. Yeah. Um, It's just whether it happens exactly the way he landed it Mm -hmm. is is up in the air.
2: Yeah, um, like especially doing like a like a cork one, like his stomach is literally like facing the sky, like how many athletes feel comfortable doing that, you know? And then there's also uh, a ton of athletes right now, which uh, I'm going to call out pretty soon, um, that think they're doing cork zeros, mm-hmm. but the whole thing is if your hips go over your head, it's not a cork zero. And a lot of athletes, when they're doing their cork zeros, like their head's down here and their hips are up here, so it's like, it's not, it's not a cork zero it's like a different thing
0: entirely which i'm i'm not actually sure what it is but yeah now now you've now you've uh you may have opened my eyes to something cuz uh, i was asking this uh, like it, so uh, a cork, like a tricking cork, there doesn't need to be some sort of an inversion. Yeah. It's 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 part of it. Like you could still be Wait, pretty. Wait, does there though? Yeah, mm. yeah, you still need, your feet should be higher than your head.
2: Really? Yeah, I, th- I think, well, what not, not necessarily the feet, but the hips, way. right? Like it's like
0: head, head and hips, like
2: for a tricking cork, you're kind of here to here, whereas like, you do it here, you're just doing a B-twist over your back, but then for a cork zero, it's kind of you're you're in You're in this kind of area here. Like this is where the cork zero happens Like in this kind of zone and then he does he does his <laughs> He does his cork his con cork one Basically here like it's like almost a perfect like as perfect as a as a cork axis Flip if could you're be.
1: if you're just listening to this right now, you don't see Josh's hands, but he's just kind of oh. doing nonsense with his hands, so we don't... <laughs> go to the YouTube channel if you uh, want to see Josh play with his hands for uh, like a <laughs> minute. I'm finger-tutting. Um, <laughs> bring. <laughs> okay, so... Oh, wow. Okay. But the annoying thing is that we can't really compare a tricking cork and a cork zero, like a ski yeah. cork, right? There's, they're so different in, and they're not really even close to the same skill.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, um, the distinction is, is as easy enough as calling it ski cork or like you can't cork zero from a tricking setup. So cork zero is already a, a good distinction. Um, and then w- once you start, ah okay no here it is is you know you've got cork um dub cork like trip cork you've got all those from the tricking side whereas with skiing it's cork one two three four so so the convention does matter it's like does the um the multiplier come before or after and that's that's where we'd make that distinction okay so a cork one
1: or a cork whoa a cork three yeah is a 360
2: a three, oh <laughs> uh, See, okay,
1: now this is okay.
2: What? So it would be right because um, a cork
1: one is a one eighty, a cork two is a two seventy. Yeah, cork well, three. Technically, not-
2: I think a cork one is actually a. Uh, it's considered a five forty, because with with skiing accesses and oh my god, like like shoot me if I'm wrong about this because Gabe just taught me about this. I learned about every single axis when I was in LA. Um, Wait, who's who's Gabe? So Gabe from the Beans. Shout out Gabe lenevo I think I think that's how you say their last name. Um, Gabe taught me every single axis. There's cork, rodeo, flat spin, um, and then uh, and then space baby, where your stomach's facing the sky. That's kind of an interesting one. Um, and then yeah, front flip, back flip, and all those ones. And then I think there's Lincoln too, which is tunnel essentially. Um, but yeah, cork is. I can't necessarily describe it. Also, what was the question?
1: <laughs> so I asked if a cork 3 is a 360, but then you said it's technically a 540 or something. Or a yeah, cork, cork 1 is a 540?
2: I think cork 1 is technically a 540 because it's a cork rotation plus 180. Like with, with, with those skiing axes. Oh, that's right. Okay. So with, with the skiing right. axes, the flips and the rotations are counted the same. <laughs> Does that make sense? Nope.
1: Oh. <laughs> so if I do oh no. if I do a front flip.
2: Yeah. 360. Gotcha. Yeah, because you're three sixty on the front flip axis.
0: Okay. Yeah. I don't do so well with words. I think someone needs to make a video with some slow-mo's and a title on each one, cause that um that would help all of us uh, old people out a whole lot. There is a guy,
2: there is a guy um, on Instagram and I was actually trying to find him today. Is uh, it a, sorry, is it a, is it a ski person or is it parkour a guy? Or, okay. And he uses parkour examples. Mm, okay. Um, and, but I've, I've heard to an extent, there are some things he gets wrong. Because he's using parkour as an example, because uh, with parkour we are somewhat limited because you know we we are dealing with hard ground and therefore it's harder to get these things perfect. Whereas with skiing you have so much airtime. Okay, can just, so
1: I think I've seen him yeah, on Instagram with the microphone, right? Yeah, he talks about like rodeos. Yeah, where rodeos are like backflips, but yeah. like kind of st- 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 steezed out and angled. But then there's also the rodeo position of like the grabbing your ankles behind you and yep. it's like we got to figure out what we're calling these things cause so what
2: is a rodeo with the rodeo grab yeah double dodeo rodeo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Double> <laughs> ah, i love it okay yeah wow okay so i've simultaneously learned so much and nothing at all just now from the, our conversation with josh
2: beans don't shoot me please i tried to learn um
1: <laughs> So, but but this is, I think this is important conversation because we have to decide what naming convention we're gonna go with, mm-hmm. whether it's with the skiing naming convention or tricking naming convention, or we come up with a new one entirely because we are not skiing and we're not tricking.
2: True, true.
1: As much as Beans wants to ski with their <laughs> switch walking and, <laughs> <laughs>
2: which I think is sick, uh, but I think um, I th- I think it is it is. As simple as numeric before or after, to make that distinction between tricking and skiing. But
1: even like rodeo, right? Like rodeo is another problem. Yeah, but you don't see rodeo
2: grab necessarily in parkour, but then if you did... Until we do. Until we do, which then I think we would say like rodeo something, (laughs) rodeo something, rodeo grab. Good luck, commentators.
1: Yeah, okay, so I actually would really like to hear... Isn't that going to be you?
2: Yeah. (laughs) Good luck, me.
1: I would really like to hear... Um, the opinion of the Beans characters on this, on this topic.
0: Mm. Um, They're they're human beings. Human beings.
1: I think of people as characters because (laughs) I'm living a movie and uh, (laughs) I'm the main character and everyone else is just characters.
2: That's a very psychological way of looking at it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, And probably an unempathetic one. So... (laughs) Um, but no, I, I would like to hear the perspective of the beans cast. Yeah, <laughs> I think Gabe, Gabe would be the better. <laughs> Gabe talk would be the one to talk to okay. for sure. Um, because because I mean, especially with the whole beans. Um, what 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 do I call this? A collective? Well, no, they're they uh, This is a bad word for this, but movement. Their their campaign to use skiing like skiing like moves in parkour Mm. um i'm curious what their perspective is if they're sticking with skiing names just because like that's where they learned it from or if they have any ideas on on how we can start naming things in a way that regular folk can understand Mm -hmm. because not everybody follows skiing or understands that And, and until beans becomes more of a mainstream way of doing parkour um, or their style becomes a more mainstream way of doing parkour will never understand it.
2: Yeah, I think, I think we've opened up a can of worms with adding um, ski access to, to parkour. Like, it, 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 it is now, like, like access has completely opened up and, and now it's kind of just up to us to kind of trace it back to where it was, because we can't, although we could try to name it, I think it it might come off as false because we didn't invent it, right? It, it is something that already exists, so we have to take what exists and apply it to our culture now. Like I, I don't I don't think that the way would be to rename them, because because then we. Re- I don't know. Then we run into ridiculous names like Rocket Boy or whatever. Like Rocket Boy is a bad example, but um.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I see what you're saying. So yeah. the problem the problem is that it already has a name in a culture, and yeah. so so by renaming it, we're not potentially not giving credit to the original culture exactly but the problem is we have these culture clashes parkour is already a conglomeration of other cultures yeah we use the term dino we stole from rock climbing we use the term um uh freaking cor- uh, cork or or, um, or gainer or whatever right like these mm-hmm. are all moves that existed before parkour existed
2: yeah Well, more and more, I've been finding, like, uh, as as parkour evolves, that parkour may, and parkour may not necessarily be a sport. Parkour may be a category of of movement, and 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 you can kind of take this and go to town with it, and and kind of.
0: Which town Fuck we going up. to? Let's go. again. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're getting weird yeah. here. You
2: can you can get real you can get real parkour weird with it not and a say sport, like,
1: it's a movement. <laughs> it, 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 well, it's yeah. A discipline. Well,
2: it, it's like I I think that parkour um, could could actually over time end up being like a a, a a a class of movement. Like there's like walking, running. There's there's like there's there's sport. There's there's
1: it's like in video games, there's a parkour mechanic.
2: Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's but kind of yes. It, it's like a. Uh, I think parkour is actually an umbrella. It's not. It's not a, a modularity of sport. It's it's it is akin to sport in the sense that it's its own genealogy. Like sport has basketball, tennis, this stuff where there is commonalities of um, ball and and um, points. And then parkour is its own uh, umbrella where it contains, you know, free running and it takes, it takes, it borrows from, um, climbing and it borrows from, uh, skiing and all of these things, you know, it's kind of become its own genealogy.
1: Yeah. But I think, I think skiing is a great example of a, an analogy, analogous sport to parkour and that there's so many different ways to pursue skiing mm. and, you know, And the new thing right now is freestyle skiing, Mm -hmm. which is all these tricks and done in parks and things like that, including grinds and switch riding and stuff. But there's all types of like more traditional forms of skiing, like Mm -hmm. downhill skiing. There's moguls. There's moguls. (laughs) There's aerials, which is actually more traditional flipping in uh, ski culture. There's also... um, uh, there's all types of ski racing, but there's also backcountry and like the like more like purist kind of skiing that mm-hmm. exists. So then there's so many things that fit under the skiing umbrella, and then you also have snowboarding, which is like a different sport but still pretty close in yeah. in, in like uses the same environments,
2: like almost like tricking to parkour, right? Yeah, I- I- ish, um, s- similar, somewhat environments. It and and this all makes it that much more offensive that FIG makes parkour a subset of gymnastics, because parkour is its own own umbrella, as gymnastics is its own umbrella. It's like, it, parkour is not just one thing that fits under the umbrella of gymnastics, because that would be confining well, it so much. it's
1: almost like if uh, Fees, the, the Skiing Federation, came in and took over parkour, because parkour guys were doing- Ski tricks. Ski tricks. <sighs> right? It's, it's like, yeah, we're using things that are gymnastic like, but the apparatus is totally different. The environment is always different. The culture is different and it has a completely different, um, origin and genealogy. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. So
0: are you okay down there? You doing all right? I'm friggin' dying on one (laughs) knee right now. I had a feeling, so, Um, but, but, Hey, I I did want to say that, um, the, the number, uh, I kind of just felt like I, I just was in the middle here of uh, trying to trying to make sure we could hear Josh, um, but but I feel like the what you said, which I didn't realize or know, um, the number happening before cork or mm-hmm. after cork being uh, what makes the difference between if you were doing the ski variation or if you were doing the tricking variation. Um, it's still there's a small sect of people in the world that are going to be able to, to parse that. Um, but that's also the nature of, of freestyle moves in general, like without even bringing in the skiing moves, like we already got so many different names for um, like, I think I was talking to you the other day about, um, push gainer versus uh gate flip and how they're kind of starting to look like the same move mm-hmm. when people do them ginger um, yeah or ginger, ginger, ginger flip, flip. What, what is that what is that <laughs> but it's just what <laughs> i was I, sp- and why
1: are you talking about my people <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> i think I, I think that that um that misname was actually from toby doing them i, th- I think people probably, that probably it
1: that. yeah sounds, yeah it sounds probably right toby
2: and josh uh joshy from uh uh tempest i think the two of them were doing that a lot and then I think that kind of came up as slang. Parkour yeah. history.
0: <laughs> anyway, one of my knees is uh, falling asleep right now. Um, All right, should, are we gonna kick Josh out now? I I think we need to. Any any uh we if we can go back to uh Pasha's um Pasha's new trick. Yeah. Any final thoughts on that? Um very rare trick, super hard to do,
2: near perfect axis.
1: Well, thank you, Josh, for the analysis of Pasha's Kong Cork One set like a Cork Zero.
2: Yeah, you could just call it Con Cork One. Okay. KC One. <laughs> also, uh give us a give us a quick plug. <clears throat> Check out the movement on Instagram. Uh it is a weekly, kinda weekly parkour wrap-up show um inspired by Thrasher's skate line. Um, and also the comedian Andrew Schultz. It's like the flow show or like um Uh, Like jam movements, weekly wrap up, but funnier and it's going to stick around longer. So check that out.
0: Yeah, it's it's like this, except for entertaining.
2: (laughs) No, this is like this is long form, deep, deeply thought, continuous entertainment and joy for parkour nerds.
1: That's almost as much of a mouthful as Kong Cork 1 set <laughs> like a Cork 0.
0: Um, also, this is, uh, if they're watching this on YouTube, where can they find you on YouTube? Oh,
2: yeah, I guess they could look, look me up at uh, Josh Dowie on YouTube. I put all my clips up there, and you can check out the uh, full episodes of The Movement on The Movement Playlist on Josh Dowie.
0: And we'll link those
2: both below. All right, thanks, buddy. Peace. Thanks, guys.
1: <laughs> No problem. Oh yeah. Thanks God. for thanks for that helpful analysis. Did
2: that Did that bring any any light to it? Kind of. Yeah. 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 Talk to Gabe though. Gabe, it, Gabe knows it all front to back. Okay. Like, Will answer any question that you have about access. Great. Yeah.
0: We're not getting any of that, but it's you know, okay. audio. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, might have picked up a little. Oh. Bit. Yeah. Okay. Got to put my leg. Not? Um. Did you um. Did you get Brandon's message about my feet? <laughs> <laughs> I saw that.
1: i did well he didn't send it to me but i saw it on uh on his store yeah that on his store store, (laughs) i got confused (laughs) i got cross brain cells um i saw it i saw it on his story
0: and uh that was really weird yeah um so (laughs) a couple things a couple of things how i reacted to this this morning (laughs) Uh, so apparently, um, I was actually. You know, funny thing is, I was looking the other um, just yesterday. I was looking at High Drop, and I was I was I was comparing viewership. You caught me. Um, our episode, <laughs> our episode um, in terms of recent episodes on hydrop Drop is, is is up there. Oh, it's, good. Uh, it's it's really far up there. That's awesome. So you can check us out um, with uh, Dylan Pullen, Vinny Fiacco, and Brand Douglas talking about SPL one, but also uh, heavily featured in that episode are my feet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And um, I do this. Um, I'm a foot fidgeter. Oh, yeah. Uh, so uh, uh, Gloria bothers me about this all the time. Um, she teases me about it all the time. She's like, why are you doing that? Because I'll be sitting there and my feet will be doing this. They'll just be kind of like switching. And I just do it. I don't think about it. I just do it all the time. And then I get upset when she tells me. And I'm like, no, now I'm like
1: now you're self-conscious really about self-conscious
0: it. about it. Um, uh, but, yeah, she bothers me about it all the time. And sure enough, in this episode, I am doing all kinds of stuff with my feet okay, and they're, they're up all... on a table and i didn't realize that's how he's filming it but that's that's what it is so on height drop on my episode my feet are just doing sort of stuff and there's a comment um yeah, let me just pull see it up. if i can it took me by surprise there is an ff community
1: do you know what ff stands for
0: i believe it stands for foot fetish <laughs> that's my guess this is my guess so um <laughs> so this is a comment on uh Uh, Height Drop, episode 115, SPL1, with Renee Scavington, Tom Coppola, Dylan Pullen, and Vinny Fiaco. Love and Toes. I didn't (laughs) notice that. uh, Love and Toes is uh, this person's uh, handle. Oh, my God. Wow. So many hot guys in socks. The guy in the black socks has no idea what he's doing for the FF community. Love it. Helped to focus on their conversation.
1: You know, when I, uh, when, I read, when I read that comment, I went, uh, I went and I found the episode, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I got to see, like, who's the one in the black socks? And then I realized I'm not wearing socks at all. <laughs> so he wasn't talking about me, and I'm, uh, or she, I don't know. Uh, uh, so I, I feel left out. I feel very left out. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> apparently not one of the hot guys because I'm not wearing socks.
0: I, mean, I, th- I think you're, you're part of the group. Not like, according no, not to not the comments. comment. If you
1: read the comment carefully, <laughs> it's uh, it is, it is, it is it's excluding yeah. anyone
0: without socks. So I'm wondering with foot fetishes too, if there is like a discrepancy between um, wearing, like is there a whole sect of foot fetish people that are just way more into feet in socks
1: Probably. I got, I got
0: to read you what Brandon told me to do. do I,
1: imagine it, I imagine there is because... <laughs> oh, I, we don't... We should really be I, talking Brandon, about Brandon this.
0: says... <laughs> no, we could stop. But, but Brandon says, I, I suggest you create... You create... <laughs> prop your feet up during STS for views and then add sockless bonus content behind a paywall. <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> That'll be my OnlyFans.
1: Let's do That'll it. Be, yeah. Oh, OnlyFans. Yeah,
0: that's the... <laughs> will be here. My, my foot shows Oh, so weird I could, just, I could just set up a camera while I am on the couch at home and they would get all of that
1: it's this would a be a very way. very you low effort side hustle it is, it's not a bad a bad idea um, it, we should just have a separate camera under the table oh <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> But, like, still have the conversation, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, I want to be done now.
0: <laughs> this was a fantastic conversation. I was going to get into uh, side hustles, but, uh, you know, that's fine. We can be done.
1: Um, okay. Uh. Well. <laughs> We covered a lot of topics today, mm-hmm. more so than I realized we would. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what a, what a great conversation this was. So if you liked this video, please like it on YouTube. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a comment below. and <laughs> <laughs> If you want access to Renee's OnlyFans... <laughs> And we will catch you in the next episode.